We've been talking about COVID this half hour. A new variant, XBB 1.5, is something to be concerned about, although not overly concerned, but it's out there, a relative of Omicron. One place, I don't know if you've been looking at uh, reading the articles or seeing the reports, China is going through just an unbelievable spike in COVID cases. You know, a, a few weeks back uh, in December, they basically dropped all of those severe restrictions they'd had in place for years. And there it went. You know, uh, the numbers are hard to figure out because they're not reporting them as much as one might expect. But uh, Zhejiang province on December 25th said they were seeing one million new cases a day. An official in that province said another report said that the country had seen 250 new million new infections in the first 20 days of of December. 250 million new infections in the first 20 days of December. Of course, countries around the world are concerned about this. Canada over the weekend announced that we were also about to impose um, a need for a negative COVID test for passengers arriving by air from China and Hong Kong and Macau. That comes into effect the day after tomorrow. It's really as much, I mean, I think there's an admission it won't help stop the spread of COVID, but we need to know more about what's coming. Uh, I think that's part of the uh, the impetus behind that measure. Joining me now is Dr. Jennifer Bowie. She is the Tung Chair for China Policy Studies and an epidemiologist at the RAND Corporation in Washington. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Ben, for inviting me here. Great to be here. It is a remarkable about face. What's happened in China over the past little while in terms of COVID, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it in terms of epidemiology, just this total abandonment of a long-held and very strict anti-COVID policy. Yes, um, it is uh, certainly unprecedented in my career as an epidemiologist. I think partly is because of the sudden change of the policy. And secondly, is uh, this happened in a country with largest population. We are expecting to see millions of cases and probably more than a million uh, deaths. And that will certainly eclipse what we have seen uh, in the, the whole world in the last three years. Yeah, what have the consequences been have been been so far? Because I, I gather it's really hard to keep track of exactly what's going on right now. We know that it's spreading. We just don't know how fast and how far. Right. So we don't have any good official data, I think partly because uh, China has been using the zero COVID policy for for the last two years. And there was a good uh, case report system, including the uh, report on the asymptomatic cases. However, that uh, policy stopped on December 6. And I don't think there's a new case report system set up yet. So all of a sudden, uh, the testing sites are out, uh, but there's no report uh, of uh, the case uh, system. Uh, there, there are only a few epidemiologists from China. Those are very credible scientists that estimating uh, that about 40 to 80 percent of people in various cities are already infected. Uh, one uh, epidemiologist, Dr. Zeng Guang, estimated uh, on the New Year Eve uh, that there are about 80 million people in Beijing alone uh, affected. That's about 70 percent of the 18 population. Million. And, and then, and then, New Year's coming up. The, you know, the, the as we've often talked about, the busiest yes. travel period in the world, right? So, uh, the idea that it could just run rampant. I, I mean, it feels like they've let a fire just rage out of control, and it's just going to get worse. 
Yes, uh, the Chunyun, which is usually refers to 40 days before the Chinese New Year, and this coming one uh, would be January 22nd, I believe. Um, so we are right now in the highest travel season uh, in China. You know, the timing of the, the change of policy cannot be worse. Why haven't the Chinese accepted foreign-made vaccines? Well, I think maybe there are different uh, people in China have, uh, holding different views, but it seems that uh, the dominant view from the government is that uh, China can uh, be self-sufficient for the vaccine. So they were, uh, if we remember looking back into 2020, they were the first to have the vaccine enter into clinical trials. The government uh, did invest quite a lot of uh, resources and political will uh, in creating development of the vaccine. Uh, so maybe all the resources has gone to the to the domestic vaccine. They, they don't want to uh, really consider the alternatives. Internally, I know one of the big problems has been a lack of vaccination for the elderly, right? That older people yes. didn't get vaccinated quickly. And they're, they're obviously vulnerable in this case. If, if uh, as we now see, COVID begins to spread really quickly throughout the country. Yes, uh, I think that's the most concerning. So the latest study, uh, I think this morning, uh, the Financial Times quoted the WHO uh, officials saying that only 40% of the uh, people over 80 years old in China has been sufficiently vaccinated. Given the, the large population, this is uh, millions, uh, tens of millions of people uh, who are most vulnerable and who hasn't got a vaccine yet. So, so I think this this, uh, this will lead to uh, high mortality, high occupancy of the ICUs, and can push the health system to uh, crash. As an epidemiologist, how should the rest of us be concerned about this? Because it, again, we've always been worried about this sort of the petri dish of COVID as it as it mutates, as the variants become, uh, as variants are created. What kind of cause could COVID running out of control in China have on the rest of us? Yeah, so of course so we are concerned because this is uh, about a quarter of the uh, world's population now with uh, limited uh, immunity to this new virus and with a Omicron, which is the, the most infected virus uh, that we ever known. Uh, so we will see a large uh, scale of uh, infection. I think the variants is certainly we want to closely monitor. I think around the globe, people are focusing on that. If there's no new variants, I don't think we need to panic because the rest of the world, I think, has been gradually uh, building the immunity, even to the Omicron. If there's no new variants, uh, I don't think we need to panic, but uh, the variants are uh, something we, we do need to be vigilant. We've seen countries starting to impose certain travel mandates now, trying to get, I gather, trying to get more data because the big problem here mm -hmm. is an information vacuum, not so much trying to pick on travelers from, from China and Hong Kong and Macau and so on, but trying to figure out if they're infected, what is it that they're carrying? Yeah, I think, you know, in, in terms of China's public health system, they, they do have the capacity for surveillance. They also have the capacity to do the variant uh, genomic uh, analysis. They were the first to announce the new SARS-CoV-2 uh, virus uh, back in 2020. 
however, the question is about uh, data sharing. And we have seen the last uh, two or three years, uh, the trust between China and other countries, or even uh, with WHO has been not uh, optimized uh, due to the COVID travel restrictions and, and also the geopolitics. So that's also a concern really about building the trust uh, of uh, China, their data sharing with the rest of the world.